This and every episode of Wrecked Podcast is brought to you by Beeksy Exchange, an upcoming cryptocurrency exchange built in collaboration with One Market Data. Beeksy is bringing legacy finance speed, power, and sophistication to crypto for the first time. With 225,000 transactions per second per pair, comparable to NASDAQ, 15 order types on day one, with 25 order types on full rollout, and a dedicated customer support team, Beeksy is setting itself apart from the competition. Check out Beeksy today at Beeksy.com and pre-register today at Beeksy.com slash registration to get your free Beeksy exchange tokens. That's Beeksy.com, B-E-A-X-Y dot com. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. It's 420 somewhere, so you know it's time to get wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my very special co-host and colleague and birthday boy, Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how are you, buddy? Happy birthday. Thanks, man. Oh, you know what? It's a good weekend. Had uh, had a birthday pump and uh, now, uh, now no that it's over, dump. <laughs> it is a uh, post-birthday dump. So, but, uh, yeah, look, no, good weekend overall. You still pump harder than consensus, that's for sure. I do. Chamber that's... birthday pump. I love it. <laughs> the chamber We're going to call it next year, too. That's awesome. And uh, without f- any further ado, uh, a man who knows how to throw a birthday party, Ken Bosak. H- how goes it, buddy? How are you? It goes well, bro, bro. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, tell us about your, uh, your birthday party that you had there in Vegas. Uh, World CryptoCon actually reached out to me and saw I was trying to organize a birthday party with like you know some of my crypto Twitter friends and stuff, and they were like, "Yo, your birthday's during our conference. What are you doing?" And I was like, <laughs> "Well, I'm gonna try to do something." And they were like, "Well, how about we help you out? We'll just invite your friends out. You can have the fun all year." I was like, "Yeah, Vegas, thirtieth birthday at a conference." Wait, hold on. Who's going to be there? Yeah, let's do it. So um, I talked to Adam from World CryptoCon, and he was really awesome. And I actually got to meet him in person at a couple events throughout 2018 that led up to World CryptoCon in Vegas. So I got to really meet the guy and get to know him and get an idea of the event they were putting together. And it was more of a party than it was a conference. And that's what they were talking about. You know, you're coming out to Vegas. You're, you know, you're, it's a conference, but it's a conference within a party instead of usually going to a conference and then going to a party. Party. Uh, it was pretty cool what they were doing. So I kind of linked up with what they were doing and reached out to everybody I knew and just said, hey, everybody, come on down to my birthday. And uh, shout out to Crypto Wendio, who really put together an awesome birthday party down in Vegas for me, where like 300 people showed up. And, oh my God. you know, Peter McCormick really? and me share a birthday. So me and Peter McCormick <laughs> got to <laughs> hang cool. out and, you know, share some drinks and wings at the bar. It was really cool. A lot of people came out to, you know, just say happy birthday to me. And it was it was just overwhelming, humbling, and just I thank you to everybody that was involved. That's, that's pretty a, cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, we've I, had I'm Wendy sure. on; she's awesome, and uh, we've actually had Peter on too. So shout out to those guys; they're they're awesome. Chamber, I'm, how 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 many people came to your birthday? I was party? gonna say if you told, I'm I'm not even joking. If you told up every single birthday party I've ever had, I don't think I've had 300 people. <laughs> that, like, that would I'd still have the same to say if it wasn't for that birthday party. <laughs> that's only like I'm 36, so if I average 10 per year, that's 360. I do not average 10 per year. <laughs> Come on, even when you were even when you were a kid, you didn't have like class no, birthdays. My, my, and... my birthdays at the end of February. I used to live in rural northern Canada. Uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of people don't want to leave the house uh, uh, at the end of February. So Surely of, not to see you. A lot of sad sure. chamber cakes. Uh. <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of the cake, that was the fucking craziest part of the whole experience. I oh. walked out into the main floor where everybody was in line getting their tickets. And at the end of the night, they had a giant cake with my freaking face imposed on it. And people <laughs> were eating my face face that's amazing <laughs> i'm just walking around and like people don't know who i am like some of the people do right obviously but there's a lot of people that don't and they're like looking at their food and looking at me and looking at their food and looking at me and they're like i think i got his lip yeah. <laughs> this guy tastes delicious oh <laughs> like, i'm as sweet as the cake trust me but like i, I don't know 
was weird. People were coming up to me and like, so who are you? And I'm like, oh, at this point, I don't know who I am anymore. I'm a cake. Yeah, I'm a cake. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Well, that sounds like a pretty epic uh, way to celebrate a birthday. Um, You know, we've talked about Vegas many times on this show. Uh, It's happening again, man. Come out round two. So we, I want to go this year, Chamber. We should go. We should go. I agree. You know where you got to go? 100% guarantee the best conference uh, party-wise? Coins Bank. Cruise. Do it. Oh, I, I would like to see Chamber on a cruise. Facts, bro. Got to do it. <laughs> Chamber, <laughs> are, you a cruise, are you a cruise guy? Um, I've never been on one. I've never li- been on a cruise either, actually. I, I don't like the idea of it. I'm going to be perfectly honest. The, the general idea right. of a cruise, just getting stuck with people on a... on a Stuck know. with people. I mean, oh. I feel like it's more like hostages of conversation. I can walk around and talk about crypto and Bitcoin 24-7, any time <laughs> of any day. And 80% of the populace is like CEOs of other companies. So it's like, yo, yeah, hey, Roger, how you doing at 2 a.m.? Because you can't go anywhere, bro. We're in the middle of the Mediterranean. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but my name's Ken. Well, because of... <laughs> Uh, because of the implication, you know. That's right. That's right. Because, because Roger Ver can't go anywhere because of the implication. Um, that's <laughs> all. Yeah, Chamber, you don't strike me as a cruise guy. Uh, nah. You also don't strike me as a general people guy. Yeah, no, I'm not. You know, we have you know the the, the crypto space is filled of you know it's full of full all different kinds of characters. I'm the kind of character that doesn't uh, that doesn't talk to anybody else. I like to talk to you guys. Yet you have yet you have a podcast with I, it's an weird. audience that it, you we talk keep to it, twice weekly. That's that is it is a it's a paradox I guess. <laughs> this is letting your inner your inner uh, extrovert out. That's it. That's all I got. Awesome, man. Well, Ken, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Let's get right into it. So we always like to ask our guests the first time they're on how they got into crypto. You are someone who eats, lives, breathes everything crypto. How? Where did it all start? Um, so yeah, origin story. Cool. Um, (laughs) so I guess I kind of got into the whole idea of investing a couple years ago around like 2016. I was like, I had a pretty stable job for, you know, like six years or so. And I'm like, Hey, let's uh, do something. Um, so I was looking at the money I had in my bank and I was looking at like what it was getting me sitting there. And I was like, well, I'm only being able to buy less stuff with my money over time. This kind of sucks like the basics. So I actually looked into investing and I downloaded that TD Ameritrade app. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing I kind of went for was uh, cannabis stocks. Um, I was like, yo, wait, I can invest in cannabis without, you know, actually holding cannabis. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a no brainer. So I looked into some companies, did my own due diligence, you know, without really knowing much. I didn't have like an investor's mentality, but I looked into companies that had like patents and agricult- agricultural, like, you know, agreements in certain states and stuff. And I just went for those, and they were like penny stocks. And now, the, you know, they kind of fluctuate it, but I did do pretty well. Um, but the whole reason I kind of got into investing to begin was I read an article like, 70 or something percent of the U.S. populace don't have a thousand dollars for you know an emergency, and yeah, um, I was I was like that you know, and it wasn't for a lack of making money. I just spent it as fast as I made it. I never really saved much because, like I said, it gets me less over time. So I was paycheck to paycheck on purpose because of the mentality of my money losing value so rapidly that I started to think, all right, well now that I'm investing, I kind of had a different mentality of where to sit money and how to spend it differently, and kind of was looking at it, and I thought, hey, I'm gonna go and try to do something a little bit more you know, outside of my comfort zone, I'm going to do, you know, more research on something else. And I stumbled across like Snapchat doing an IPO. Again, not, you know, an investor of any means. So I didn't know what that meant. I just, oh, dude, they're, you know, you can invest in them. It's private, cool, whatever, early investment. So I saved up some money, cashed out some of my profits from the cannabis stocks. And uh, this is as much, this is how much I knew about investing. I took, (laughs) I took cash to a bank, sat it down and said, I want to invest in Snapchat. (laughs) oh my god that's amazing i can't i couldn't make that shit up man i i swear i did but like the the banker was looking at me like what and uh, i was like well i just you know i got money and uh snapchat and i can't find it on td ameritrade see here's my phone it just ain't there uh can i get it it's like it's like $5 
five cents or something, two bucks, whatever. I don't know. I want it. And uh, they were like, you know, kind of laughed at me. And I learned a pretty valuable lesson for free at the expense of humility at all, you know. So um, I kind of got a little upset, but I didn't care much. And uh, I saw that when Snapchat went public, they pumped. They went from like the two bucks, four bucks private IPO price range that I was looking at it to like over $20 overnight. And I was on TD Ameritrade, like, that could have been me. So, like, this whole time, I had to be a accredited investor. Uh, if I would have just been allowed to invest in this IPO, I would have became an accredited investor overnight. Like, right. <laughs> you know, why even stop me from the opportunity to begin with if the opportunity itself is there? But if I don't already have had the privilege of been there, I can't get in. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. So, I got, I got... FOMO'd and I bought a bunch, dude. I was like, it's going to keep pumping Snapchat to the moon. They, I looked at it and they had like a Winter Olympics contract and I'm like, what? It's going to be dope. They're going to wear spectacles and, you know, Sean White's going to do a 1,200,000 flip and it's just going to blow up. Watch. And it dumped and I lost a lot of money. So, dude, I sold everything, man. I was pissed, dude. I, I took out every dollar from the bank. I sold every stock I had on TD Ameritrade. I sold my Snap for the loss. Um... I, I just dumped everything, dude. I was using, like, Robinhood and Acorns and, like, random apps to save, like, pennies to do, like, random stuff. I was just trying my best, you know? And, like, yep. after that, I just saw I was fighting an uphill battle, and they were just pouring oil all over the path. And it was just against me from the beginning, you know? So I, I just got vindictive. I had a vindictive. I was just, screw the system. I'm going to buy silver and gold, bro. Watch this. I'm going to buy eggs, bread, and milk with gold. I'm going back to the pirate era. My buddy that I just got a job with, a job with me at the time where I was working uh, at the time, he was like, dude, you know, I, uh, I, there's this thing called an ICO. The Ethereum's doing it. This dude Vitalik's been talking about. I'm like, who? What? And my buddy's like, watch this video. And some dude with like a unicorn horn on his forehead and a Hello Kitty t-shirt or something's talking about changing the future of the internet give him money <laughs> i'm good nah you know but my buddy was like dude you don't need to show them any id and get basically the fundamentals of how i could have participated and stuff and like i was like whoa this is interesting what's bitcoin you know because like that's you buy bitcoin and then you can just send it to them nothing can stop you uh i i found andreas antonopoulos uh the internet of money and then vitalik again the internet of things and everything kind of clicks so I, I went all in on crypto like late 2016 and uh i sold everything uh stocks you know the every dollar my tv my xbox my recliner my entertainment center my Ooh. old game boy i sold everything i owned in 2016 i didn't buy anything for me or my girlfriend for christmas in 2016 not a dollar was spent on a holiday present we went all in on crypto and um we were just like bitcoin like why because just because i can it's welcoming it's permissionless and i went through all the problems that it solves and i understand the use case for it, it and i didn't really think of it much as an investment as much as i thought of it as an exit from the fiat traditional legacy system i was like i can i can exit this system there was never like an option before there was they had a monopoly on everything banking cash you know transfers of payments and you had no choice that but to opt in and as soon as i saw bitcoin with andreas's like perspective on the internet of money programmable money digital code that has value that can be manipulated i was like dude you can take a $20 bill and have Banksy draw on it. That $20 bill is worth 20000 instantly. Put a developer on some Satoshis. It's the same thing. And I'm just like, got it. You know, it's all, I'm all in on this. And it was more of a, of a opt out of, you know, screw that system that screwed me. Then it was like, I'm going to get rich overnight by investing in this. And I'm going to make more fiat. And then I'm going to go back and buy stocks. Like, no, that was not my <laughs> mentality. That's that's a good story. Um, Purist. Yeah, it's interesting actually. When I so I first got into crypto early 2017, uh, probably around you know this time February March, and there wasn't a ton of what I thought good co like good content. I was looking to you know listen to a podcast and all that kind of stuff, and there wasn't a ton out there at the time. Now you literally can't go to the next <laughs> room without tripping over a crypto podcast <laughs> and, yeah. and here we are but <laughs> um but 
it's funny. You were actually one of the first people I listened to, actually, because I found the Bitcoin Podcast Network, and uh, you were doing. Um, I, I think you had probably just started around doing it with them at that time. The, the Not Another Bitcoin Podcast, and I was listening to that. So uh, you were actually one of the first people I ever heard that introduced me kind of to crypto, which is pretty That's cool. crazy. Wow, yeah. dude, that is a that is pretty cool, man. I love that. I, I love those guys. The Bitcoin Podcast. They really were they were kind of like my first uh on ramp into understanding crypto uh besides andreas and vitalik like that was the i went to their first episode listened all the way up to current date and with all the information that they kind of provided and i kind of backtracked on like when they were talking about it all the way up to the day of their like most recent i was just like whoa like yeah they, you know these guys have been around way before all this like hype. oh yeah and uh you know big shout out to Corey d cello and all those guys and um yeah I, I ended up not working with them after a while because of my recklessness uh <laughs> in this space i didn't want to kind of tarnish their reputation by me running around calling out scammers at consensus and getting kicked out of conferences like so <laughs> so we well, kind of like distanced I- yeah, I hear you, but that that's how I found you. That's how I found them actually. And I, I what I liked about the difference between the two of you was, you know, I they were talking stuff that was far over my head at the time and, you know, on the contrary, you were kind of making it easy for somebody who was newer, you know what I mean? So it was good stuff. But uh tell us about that consensus story. <laughs> oh, oh, consensus. Uh so I <sighs> consensus <laughs> i mean coindesk did their best i think i don't know all right uh so first off no i did not pay for my ticket to enter consensus i did sneak in um i actually helped a dozen or dozens of people sneak in i have stacks of tickets in my in my closet to prove it um that you know it's just i didn't see a sense in paying three thousand four thousand dollars to get into a conference that they should have paid me $3,000 to be advertised to so heavily. So uh, I wasn't gonna do it. You know, it's like paying for cable and 80% of your contents ads. Uh, that's That was consensus. Why would I pay to be advertised and marketed to so heavily? Mm-hmm. And um, it, was, it was one of those weird experiences because I walked around the venue and uh, they had an entire room for Ripple uh, it was it was insane. Ah, the ripple room. No, dude, it was it was like a Shark Tank environment. It it was intentionally set up to look more corporate, and they had like a a, a desk person just chilling out front for no reason. Like it was just bougie. They had no purpose. They just wanted to have a secretary in the middle of the conference out front of their door, so they did. And um, I went in and you know explained how it was kind of a scam, and they kicked me out of their room, and I was just like, but you're a scam. How are you here? And I was you know kind of just walking around picking on different projects and um it was just it did it was a shit show it really was a a giant shit show and i was walking around kind of just filming nonchalantly like because i live streamed me kind of on twitter sneaking in the consensus i was like hey guys you want to see how i sneak into a conference conference i had my phone out and i was doing it on a selfie stick and the security guy was like your badge i was like i'm streaming and i just kept walking you know what i mean (laughs) like he's making like 10 bucks an hour he ain't fucking stopping me i paid three thousand dollars to be here as far as he knows <laughs> right you know what i mean like stop me i want to talk to your manager you know like so <laughs> i kind of put on that persona right <laughs> like i belong here don't fuck with me and it works and um i was walking around and, and just saw uh this guy that i actually was with a i worked with him uh, in a sense i interviewed him in a podcast and i flew out to his launch party that's as far as you know the working went never paid me because i called it out as a scam the day as the 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 token launched but um i saw this guy sean kurtz just walking around consensus with a speaker badge and i was like this dude's a scammer like i went i went off i'm like there's no way this dude's here yo everybody this dude's a scammer and uh i kind of went off and called him a big ass little midget and (laughs) 
he, I don't know, dude. He was threatening to fight me on Facebook like the day before. If he ever sees me, he's going to hit me. And I was just like, I kind of hope he hits me because this is going to go viral. I'm going to be famous. Ellen DeGeneres is going to have me on her show. Like, <laughs> She's going to give me a bunch of Ripple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ripple. Nice. So uh, security came over and was like, where's your badge? And I was like, uh, here. And it had nothing on it because it was a blank badge. I just grabbed off the counter because I <laughs> snuck in. So they were like, get out of here. And they gripped me up and threw me out. And they called the cops. So I hopped in an Uber and literally drove out of the state, went right to New Jersey. <laughs> That's uh, that is a story for sure, man. Um, what was the project that was a scam and why was it such? Uh, clout.io and um, the team S- sounds legit. The t- yeah, the, well, <laughs> the concept was cool because at the time that was like the day of the demonetization of everybody's YouTube channels that was making, you know, podcasts oh, okay. <laughs> before there was like a Bitcoin podcast bubble that we're in. Um, you know, it was it was pretty lucrative to have just a couple hundred to thousands of views on your YouTube channel podcast interviews. And then we were demonetized and this company came out like, hey, we're going to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. Let me check this out. So I reached out to them because I ran into their project because I had a problem with YouTube demonetizing me. I was searching for decentralized ways to monetize. And uh, yeah, so I was like, hey, come on my show. I found your project. He came on the podcast. I interviewed him. And then after the interview, he was like, yeah, thanks. You know, I see that you're really in a position. This is like right for you. Like this is what we're building it for. Come out to the launch party. I went to the launch party and uh, the, the team was... I want to say the team had everything like they didn't know that this guy was just like going to intentionally screw people over. The team was like working hard, like some of the team, but like the higher ups, the leaderships, uh, I just saw them doing a bunch of blow and just like getting drunk and Mm -hmm. their, their smart contract developer was coming back with problems. And I was watching the token launch on, you know, the website and the contracts weren't being triggered. There wasn't being tokens distributed from F deliveries and, the next morning there was just so much that i seen from that i just got up booked a flight out of vegas and went home and kind of was like yo it's a scam like this dude's just straight up cashing out on this f i had never seen anything like it i was so like in shock uh that you know i seen something like that happen firsthand i I was a part firsthand like i was the influence i was supposed to do the media and i'm just sitting here like if I take a picture right now, you're all going to jail. Like, I can't promote this shit. Like, why am I even fucking here? They wouldn't give me an interview the whole night, like the first day I got there. So that was red flag number one. I just wanted to do a live stream interview about the smart contract development and the token distribution and blah, blah, blah. Get down to the nitty gritty of like the details for like the people that were trying to get involved. And they just didn't want to do that. So after that night, seeing what happened with like the contracts not being triggered and the F just being grabbed somewhere in a hardware wall. It. Uh, like I said, I just booked it, got right on social media and was like warning people left and right. So what do you think? I mean, we are in a space with the ability for a lot of people to get scammed. What would be your advice to people out there to, uh, you know, how to spot something like that and how to avoid it? So this is where I think I could have done more of my own, like the due diligence part where it comes down to being more easy than we think is just uh, the research on the team. You know, the background check that you can do without like hiring a private investigator. You know, you can kind of see that the Facebook account and the Twitter account was just created when, you know, their white paper was published kind of thing. And that's, you know, kind of a red flag, number one. Uh, Their LinkedIn is just them, like an echo chamber. Their team is the only ones that are friends with them on LinkedIn, things like that. You know, it was just created. They're all circle jerking each other by liking and sharing their stuff in their own little, you know echo chamber but you could also look back past that see if you can find other things that they have been a part of and um yeah i mean really it starts with looking at at the team the the leadership the foundation and not looking so much at like the advisors uh or the influencers right because like i just talked to the guy and i was just there to take pictures and be like this is you know an ico launch whatever like you know but that the team the leadership you got to look into their background as far as you can with just even google and um see if you can find anybody that they're friends with or associated with on the you know social media that aren't a part of the project or team that you can kind of you know try to backtrack some of these relations they had to see if they're just bots because some of these people in projects if you can feel like they have these fake digital identities that's just a huge red flag 
Sure, that's good advice. Um, thanks for sharing that story. It's a good story there, uh, you know, even though the outcome was terrible. But um, we are wrecked podcast. We would be remiss if we didn't ask you to share any of your best crypto wrecked stories. What do you got for us? Whew, I've been wrecked in crypto so many times. <laughs> hmm. All right, I got one or two. Uh, I was I was making a YouTube video and um i was putting together a paper wallet and i was just like this is going to be dope because every paper wallet video i've ever watched was missing like two awesome key points you know bip 138 encryption on top of the private key and you have to erase your printer's cache data or you throw out your printer somebody's just going to go to your printer and print out the cache data and you think that that isn't done frequently but the deep web is a disgusting place of weirdos that collect some weird stuff and your private keys could be somebody's odd fetish so just make sure you're wiping your printer's cache data even if you aren't using private keys to print just do it it's, it's just like digital hygiene and none of these videos were doing that so i was like i'm going to do this i was excited i was putting the video together and at the time i was just you know living in the moment of the videos i was making because i didn't have like time to do any production or do extra stuff i actually made my paper wallet video at my day job where i currently worked when i was just getting into crypto <laughs> and i was super fucking scared my boss was going to walk in and catch me with like a tripod set up and the work <laughs> computer and like i'm like freaking out but like i i managed to make the video and everything and um so anyway i was doing the paper wallet i took a screenshot of the paper wallet like you do right yeah and yep. then i closed the window uh or no actually i took a screenshot I sent Bitcoin to it, took a screenshot to make sure that I had the private key. Then I closed the window and I went to print the file that I screenshot it. The screenshot grabbed everything but the text overlay that is the private key text and the private key QR code. So the backdrop was there, the website image, the Chrome browser, everything was in the screenshot except text overlay. <laughs> so I immediately lost that private key instantly i went back i did control tab uh, control oh. uh control command t to open the new tab again that was back and it was just a different private key it didn't work it was whatever so i lost 0.1 bitcoin back oh. when it was around 400 bucks just playing around making a video so ouch yeah it, it hurt more and more and more and more as time went on dude yeah sure like, <laughs> i hate hate that video and it was like one of my more popular videos too so every time people commented and liked it i was just like oh, i hate this video <laughs> but um that was just one of the dumb no-brainer things that i did but something that most people i think do that i commonly did as well as somebody who got into crypto and wanted to be like a savant trader in a bull run you know, like cocky yep. with my private keys out, you know, look <laughs> out my private keys, throw it on the exchange. Yeah. <laughs> Big portfolio, man. You know? So I just started throwing crypto at stuff left and right. And, um, I got excited when Ethereum forked from Ethereum classic. And now I have videos on my YouTube channel of this, me on uh, Jack's wallet using shapeshift to day trade Ethereum into Ethereum classic. And when one would go up, the other would go down and I would just move it a little bit before or after the, the peaks of the tops and lows and I would earn or accumulate a little bit more of each token and uh, this was back when ETH was you know like what 10 bucks because of the fork or something maybe even less so I was like not doing too bad with how much ETH I had to trade for the, the Ethereum Classic so um I was I was running onto an exchange. I was getting excited because I'm like, yo, I'm making money. I'm good at this. I know what I'm doing. I'm the best. We're the greatest. And uh, <laughs> I went into the exchange and I put too many zeros uh, in, or no, not enough zeros in a buy order and too many zeros in a sell order. And I instantly lost like a lot of money. I don't even <laughs> I don't even want to try to do the math on it. But it was such a rush. I was like. I don't know, dude. I was high for days off of that, man. Like, <laughs> like the adrenaline and like the sorrow and everything and anger. I was just like, whoa! It was a rush, dude. Because I, I don't gamble. I don't bet on things, and I don't trade or nothing. And even, in, even to, if I would have made the amount of money I lost, it probably would have been just as emotional, just maybe five percent or so in one or more other direction. But it was just a rush. So I got so involved in trading after that. But I. 
after that, dude, I swear I've double checked, triple checked any manual trade I've ever put in. And uh, I, I just wait. I, I probably wait too long to where the price changes five times before I actually get the click buy or sell from the amount of times I actually check the amount of zeros. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you don't trade actively now. not anymore no after mm -mm. that all right mm -hmm. That's <laughs> so when did it like is that the was that the moment where you're like all right maybe trading ain't for me or what was that like because i feel like everybody goes through this uh when they get through when they get into crypto where all of a sudden they want to be a trader and then you either realize you're not you lose all your money or you know there's somewhere in the middle <laughs> I want to say it was the bear market, but uh, I was actually <laughs> blessed by the fact that Goldman Sachs acquired Poloniex, mm. and um, I just saw there's a huge red flag for all exchanges. Um, you know, I was pretty public about the fact that I predicted the, the mandatory KYC implementation that they eventually did, and um, a lot of people reached out and was like, you know, thanks for you know telling me to get my coins off there because other people cannot because they don't live or have the means to submit the KYC to get it off the exchange now. And I used to use Poloniex for two two day reoccurring loans with my Bitcoin. I would just sit my Bitcoin on Poloniex and loan it for 2% every two day reoccurring. And it was awesome because that's the, the interest I made was what I would trade with and play with. It was like mm -hmm. house money. I could always get my crypto back in 48 hours and say, stop lending it. I want my keys. So I wasn't so paranoid, but the moment I saw them acquired by a bank, I ran for the hills. First, the troll box was taken away, and that was like red flag, kind of. They set up the flagpole, and then the acquisition <laughs> the acquisition was just it for me. I, I took everything I had off of almost every exchange. Um, I did use Binance for a little bit, but after I saw the uh, KYC thing take place with, with Poloniex, I... Um, I don't know. It was right around the time where Binance too also had to change uh, countries from Japan to um, where are they at now? Malta. 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 Yeah. yeah. So when I saw that happen, I mean, I actually kind of was talking to people about, about Binance getting kicked out of Japan because a week prior it was like Yahoo talking about opening an exchange in Japan for crypto. I was like, you can't compete with them. You know, Binance, mm -hmm. you're just a baby. So that's exactly what happened. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going with my gut on this one. Exchanges are fucked you know i'm out bye and i ran and so now i just basically hodl and i'm work i'm, I'm using celsius network to lend instead of things like poloniex but um I'm, I'm more so accumulating and trying to do things like staking and you know run a master node stuff like i can get more involved with my tokens but not have to risk them and trading on exchanges i'm waiting for the uh, bitcoin equivalent of a decentralized exchange as bitcoin is a decentralized currency where do you think uh where do you, how long till we see something like that what do you think there one or two more acquisitions of main crypto exchanges by banks we see one or two more of these banks gobble up another exchange that you know i say hurts the community with this mandatory kyc stuff that disenfranchises a lot of people that started doing this for an everyday living trading and stuff on these exchanges i mean that's like uber getting kicked out of new york where are these people going to get jobs all of a sudden so right. uh as soon as these exchanges are acquired by banks and their kyc is implemented you got to re realize the people that built these exchanges were cypherpunks in a sense or at least crypto knots they the developers were not not tech savvy in the blockchain they they were really involved and i believe they're probably some of the most uh, you know, incentivized to build a decentralized exchange and the most equipped as they were basically funded to build centralized exchanges that are getting gobbled up. So maybe Poloniex developers meets Binance developers meets the Gemini developers as they keep getting freaking screwed out of, you know, using the babies that they have created to the monsters that bought them off them. You know, it's, it's going to have a common goal, common enemy. And uh, next thing you know, a white paper of some sort for a decentralized exchange that meets the you know criteria of bitcoin's decentralized currency it'll be born of the same nature and anonymous because they're going to have the same goals as satoshi did for decentralizing currency they need to decentralize the power of exchanging currency and what binance is doing with their shadow puppet decks is exactly what people need to be aware of that they're just stealing terminologies for blanket statements that's not 
I don't know how they can get away with it without it being like mar- marketing fraud or something, but it's it's not a true decentralized exchange. That's interesting. So how how do you purchase? It sounds like you are pretty anti. I earn exchange. Okay, got it. Because right, I, I don't have any fiat like, to buy Bitcoin with. Bro. <laughs> okay. I have no fiat. Yeah, you want to send me some fiat? I'll gladly find out how to buy it. But I, I get it from the earn. I just earn it. That's funny. Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, I'm trying to check off the list. I'm like, you can't. There's no way he uses Coinbase. There's no way he uses. Does this. it the good old fashioned like, way? Yeah, right. I go to so, Bitcoin meetups and um, if I have to, or the Bitcoin ATMs at my local 7-Eleven right down the street has a Bitcoin ATM. It blows my mind every time I go to buy a Slurpee and I see a Bitcoin ATM. I'm just like, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> What's the awesome. ratio to Slurpee to people using the Bitcoin e- uh, ATM? Uh, like how, how many Slurpees me, does it take before I think you it's see just, one? I think it's just me. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen anybody really using it, man. I mean, again, the the... the the bear markets kind of disincentivize people, which is completely moronic. I mean, you know, how at Warren Buffett, you know, you see people running one way, you got to go the other. And if, you know, everybody was running to buy Bitcoin at 20,000 and it changed their it mind is, to run the other way. It's weird because these people are the same people who said, oh, Bitcoin's at 20. I'll wait for it to go down. Right. I bet it goes under five. And it does. And they're going like, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's going to go under 200. Who knows? I'm like, see, I feel like I'm, I'm like a unicorn because I definitely ran to buy Bitcoin, at, you know, 15, 18,000. And I'm still running to buy Bitcoin now. Like I, I've been <laughs> running to buy Bitcoin for a long time. Uh, so, but you're 100% right. Like that, it's insane. Like the way the human mind works. Like you know what I mean? Like you, you, you it, it's it's absolute pandemonium, and everybody's taking loans out and selling their house, and it's 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 bananas. And now it's you know 75, 85 percent off, depending on what you're looking at. Uh, I mean, and and nobody wants to buy it. It's it, I it blame the mind. mainstream media, dude. 100. Well, percent yeah, no, absolutely. They they're like you know our parents getting in the in the the rock music we like. You know, it's like oh. Oh, it's not cool anymore. The media is talking about gross. It. So, yeah. what do you see as kind of the key to where where do we go from here as far as mass adoption? Hmm. Uh, I like to say it starts at the the foundation of a supply chain with the suppliers, and then the suppliers would incentivize merchants to use their supply chain technology with this token and blah blah blah, and then I could see the merchants being incentivized to you know accept cryptocurrencies or even use them for their employees then they would be incentivized to use them uh, at the register or whatever. But it's like, we have to start with the suppliers that supply the merchants, that then the merchants who pay their employees, then the employees who become the customers of the other merchants. Um, And what supply chain technology is offering right now, especially in the cannabis industry with like Tokes platform, it's it's mandatory and the power of having an open ledger that's immutable that you know once we have the internet of things that you know can take out the human error because blockchain isn't perfect right we still have the you know garbage in garbage out problems but that's where the internet of things these devices that are going to be designed can take out that human element of error you know that's why we have the smart thermometers and trucks that drive meat across country in case the meat goes bad well sometimes the driver doesn't want to get fired so he forges that freaking paperwork it's not on an immutable blockchain he just says no freezer was fine the whole time and then nobody knows where the meat goes bad because it sits on the shelf you eat it days after you bought it was it your fault was it the market's fault was it the butcher's fault who knows so with supply chain technology and again with the cannabis industry it's that's where you start you start with supply chain and then the merchants and then the employees the customers so we just got to start reaching out to to that real foundation which is you know supply chain use users people and then you know you can show the companies how it works for payroll inventory and everything else yeah that's interesting all right well, let's move on we have you, you seem like a guy that's got stories <laughs> upon stories upon stories we also like to ask our guests uh of a real life erect story so this can be taken any single way that you want we've heard pretty much a little bit of everything so the floor is yours uh all right um i guess i'll stick with the finances of wrecked i don't want to get too personal but um (laughs) it is wrapped a little bit around crypto as well uh i went to a conference in atlantic city and i i I didn't really like the conference too much every felt like everything there was a freaking scam i found a 
pirate treasure on the blockchain ICO and I like lost my shit and I got kicked <laughs> out. And I just got, you know, I was at a casino in Atlantic City where they had a crypto conference. It was absolutely insane. Yeah. So I just went and got wrecked. <laughs> and uh, I was walking around and there's you could see who was at the conference because they had the badges on and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I got, you know, kicked out. So they took my, my badge. So I was like, whatever. So I, I saw a black, uh, not blackjack, what is it, roulette? Yep. Yeah, roulette table where they spin the wheel and stuff. Mm -hmm. I saw a bunch of people with badges on sitting at a roulette table like 2 a.m. And again, I got kicked out at like 9. So I just, I started getting hammered a little early. So I walk up to this table and there's an open seat and I had a, a bunch of chips and I, I, I didn't really pay attention. And I just was like, black. <laughs> and everyone looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, what? And it landed on black. I did it. I doubled my money. <laughs> so I was like, cool. I, I win. All right, done. So I was like, let's do this again. Black. And it didn't hit. So I was like, whatever. You win some, you lose some, right? And I'm walking away and somebody muttered something about like, that's like over three grand. And I was like, what? Like, get the fuck out of here. I looked down and I was like, those were black chips. Yo, <laughs> what? Like, I didn't, it didn't click at all because i just was like worried about looking at their badges and coming up like you know trying to be like that dude just being a dick and stuff and i don't know man it was just a lot right right and i'm just like all right whatever you know it is what it is <laughs> um uh, never gambling again and uh now i only do uh steam dice and things on eos gambling and stuff like that where it doesn't feel like i'm losing any real money <laughs> uh that's fantastic <laughs> that is a wonderful story chamber ever i'm have sure a... that people at that damn table have a better one than me oh yeah they're like hey this guy came up and oh, they all bet against me they the all table. bet against me <laughs> they were looking at me like this dude's so sloshed there's no way it can happen twice they bet against <laughs> us so funny. all right well that's a good that's a good real life rec story so let's move on to the news Chamber, what do you got for us? Bunch, mm. Ken, did you know that Microsoft wants to help us make our ICOs a success? It's amazing. Oh, really? Microsoft? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Microsoft. So, rec so you're actually going through with the rec ICO? I told you I had three Bitcoin. I was going to you know, angel invest into that at, at any time, dude. That, that, you know, that they're the saviors. They're the heroes we need. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Maybe not the so ones So does we want. it come up with a little paper clip that's like, I see you have a problem with your smart contract. You need help? <laughs> Clippy the like, clip. No paper clip. You suck. <laughs> Billy Gates coming to the rescue that's for right. us. All right. Tell so us about this. So this is from CCN.com. Microsoft wants to help make your ICO a success. Uh, ICOs apparently are not dead. Uh, not when the world's biggest tech corporations are venturing into it. Uh, Microsoft, Azure, Azure, we were talking pre-show, we're not 100% sure how to say this. Uh, so uh, they're a cloud computing service created by Microsoft. Uh, they recently listed Stratus in its product section. Um, so Strat, uh, you know, the Strat uh, token. Uh, so the platform was created in London uh, based off the Stratus Group. It offers web-based applications that enable initial coin offering projects to manage token distribution. Uh, it facilitates a secure and flexible payment route that participants use to purchase ICO tokens ahead of the initial allocation. <laughs> they built a point-of-sale system for ICOs. It's amazing. <laughs> Great. You're, so, you're now the middlemen for middlemen. I love it. There you go. So you'll be able to pay with either Bitcoin or Strat. Uh, so, um, interesting. So it also goes on to say here, Stratus per uh, the Microsoft description has also integrated uh, Changely or Changely, uh, Changely. Changely, yeah, uh, into its application. Uh, I know that's a pretty big one. Uh, the add-on service enables ICO participants to convert their fiat money or cryptocurrencies into Strat mm. effortlessly. Changely is one of the last of the uh, the exchanges that you don't have to do a KYC on to exchange coins like Shapeshift. Uh, Shapeshift went mandatory KYC, so you can't really easily as do it. Uh, Changely, you still can, but I do foresee that happening to them as well. Hmm. Very interesting. So uh, I want to call it right here, right now, like Babe Ruth pointing out to yep. the uh, stands. Uh, Microsoft's going to be the first person to launch an ICO in their own platform that they just built for launching ICOs. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That, is, uh, that sounds like it could be a thing that will happen. <gasps> Woo! 
<laughs> you heard it here I first, like people. The, I like the uh, middlemen for middlemen. And, yeah, I like that. Uh, I think that should be the hashtag for today's show, Chamber. I like middlemen, middlemen for middlemen. middlemen. <laughs> yes. So, all right, here we go. I've got one about our... Uh, one-time guest, John McAfee. So this is also from CCN.com. John McAfee blows his own horn over oh, Bitcoin God, price predictions. Differently. <laughs> I think he just blew himself. Um, if anybody gets that Arrested Development <laughs> reference. Uh, John McAfee blows his own horn over Bitcoin price predictions. So basically, uh, what this is about is Jesse Lund, IBM's Vice President of Blockchain and Digital Currencies. So now we're talking Microsoft and IBM here in the same episode, same day in the news. Uh, Jesse and Lund. they were at Consensus together, for the yeah. record, in the and same room go. right next to each other. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so he recently expressed his bullish Bitcoin views and he set a long-term price uh, prediction of $1 million. And he said that that target is based on his belief that the higher the price of a crypto asset, the more utility it has. And for this reason, people should be focused less on the moving prices and more on utility. He said, quote, if the price of Bitcoin were higher, there would be more liquidity on the network. We could be having a really different discussion with banks right now, which is interesting because it seems like he's not really understanding the point there, but <laughs> I digress. Um, so the $1 million target seems to have annoyed Mr. McAfee. He tweeted, he took to Twitter and tweeted the following, people are waking up to the fact that Bitcoin will be a million, but when? Someday, maybe five years within a decade, I'm the only one that gave you a hard date, December 31st, 2020. So, uh, Obviously, we all know that he has called for a million by end of 2020, and he otherwise he'll be eating quite the meal. And on Friday, he followed up and tweeted, Jesus, the media yet again, by December 2020, uh, by December 31, 2020 is not an exact date. Let's be clear. I predicted the Bitcoin price would reach a million before the end of 2020. That's not saying it will hit that price on that date, which obviously makes sense. Um, but so McAfee is back in the news talking about million dollar Bitcoin. So is IBM. Ken, thoughts? At least someone's talking about million dollar Bitcoin. I mean, it's nice <laughs> to right. hear. That's Ooh. right. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice change of pace, I guess, from like Tone Vase and everybody. $1,000 Bitcoin does not sound as good. Just does. I mean, I don't know. It depends on your perspective, right? If you just got in, you're just like, ooh, I hope so. If yeah. if you've been in for a year, you're like, damn. If you've been in for a long while, you're just like, I'm used to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, John kind of, um, I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't know why he would have done such a statement other than the fact that it stir up the conversation, which is great. And that's why I like it. And I think that's the point of it. You know, it's such an eccentric statement that the statement itself gets crypto talked about in ways that it wouldn't normally be talked about. And uh, he, it, he nailed it. You know, he gets that conversation going and, and has the, the humor, you know, to lighten the mood of its uh, seriousness. You know, it's like, keeping Bitcoin weird instead of making it such a serious, you know, thing. It's not a nuclear weapon, you know, it's a nuclear shield. It's not something, you know, to, hmm. you know, go out and be like, you know, you're going to get rich. He's not saying, you know, it's, you're going to get rich. It could go down, whatever, in the meantime. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with him, right? Like, do you see, not, now I don't know a million dollars by 2020, but do, do, don't you see that the institution momentum moving into this space, it has not slowed down in this bear market any so whatsoever? I would say it's probably picked up over the last like two months. I feel like it's been really 100 picking up that, that, that pressure for the etf is huge, huge yeah and that's not going anywhere the case for bitcoin fundamentally has never been more bullish and and bitcoin forks next year yeah. so he's on that too um we're gonna have half as much rewarded in the supply from the miners so it's it's gonna cost more to mine you know over time miners set the price yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, what was uh, you were telling us before the show about something with McAfee on Adult Swim? I cannot believe more people haven't seen this, but you know what's awesome? People that I know in crypto Twitter and in this community that we have built haven't seen it. But all my normie friends that could care less about crypto, it's all that they have. Like, dude, really? have you seen this John McAfee thing? It's on Adult Swim. It's hilarious. I'm like, what? Like, you're <laughs> telling me about things in crypto? Who, who are you? Chamber, so, we got to find this. Uh, yeah. It is the 
best interview he has ever done. It is the most fun interview that has ever been done on him to watch. Uh, they just the it's just perfect. It's perfect. And yeah, they touched on everything from him eating shit to his own dick to hey buddy, did you did, uh, the mic's not on, right? Yeah, hey, did you kill a guy? Like dude, it was freaking hilarious. <laughs> That's crazy. It was it was every interview that I wanted to see done with him done. So, and he nails it, you know, and it's we may, have, we may have been dethroned for best uh, McAfee interview is what we're saying. Yeah, oh, we you had gotta a pretty see good it. one, though. It's, it's so <laughs> funny, man. It's just... We'll try to find swim, it and though. tweet and it And they out. got 4 million, you know, non-coin, you know, pre-coin uh, coiners. No coiners, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> pre-coiners. <laughs> pre-coiners. <laughs> pre-coiners. <laughs> I like pre-coiner. That sounds like something Spank Chain would call, like, people before they yeah. get into their blockchain. Premature coin coinolation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, their audience is huge, and to see him talking about you know eccentrically million dollar Bitcoin eating his own dick that got that that got him on Adult Swim it with millions of viewers that have could care less about Bitcoin, kind of now hearing about it, laughing about it, and they're going to check into it because you got to see if this dude's going to eat his own dick in a year. <laughs> it's true. It's I think so uh, we'll we'll try to find that and tweet it out if we can tweet it out. Um but all right, that will do it for us for the news. We are going to go into uh a, a an homage to our friends over at Coinboys, um a little take off of their game. We're going to play Shitcoin or Strain. Smoke weed every day. So what this is going to be, Ken, you have mentioned a couple times here that uh, you're of your interest in cannabis stocks and everybody who has ever listened to this show knows that Chamber is a horticulturalist of his own right. So, Dr. Green we, Thumb. So, so what we're going to do here is I have devised a list of, oh, how many do I have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And you're going to nine. 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 You couldn't come up with ten. I was just no. My OCD it was, hurts. It was hard enough. So <laughs> I'm going to, um, so I'm going to ask you whether this is a shitcoin or a strain of cannabis. So we're gonna. I'll ask the question and we'll alternate guessing, and I will see who comes out the victor. So question number one: uh, If I were offering you some Bay Eleven. Would I be offering you a shit coin or a weed strain? Chamber. That's a good I, I that's a good one. That could go either way. I'm gonna go strain. Ken? I, I, I wanna say strain too because eleven it just doesn't sound like a shit coin would want to throw a number in at the end. I would hope not, but that would make it like cream of the crop of shit coins if they did but yeah i want to go with bay 11 as well being a um being a, a strain you are both correct <laughs> bay 11 is a strain uh, question i want to taste it <laughs> question number or item number two if i were offering you some cinex c-i-n-e-x would i be offering you a shit coin or a weed strain Who's going first? Me? Uh, let's go. Let's keep the same order. Chamber, okay. you go first. Uh, I'm going to go uh, shitcoin. Mm, agree. Shitcoin. I Both. Wouldn't, I wouldn't Incorrect. Smoke. I wouldn't smoke ah. it. I don't care. It, it might as well be a shitcoin yes. for me. I, I, smoke I would not now. smoke that either. You are both incorrect. So that is, in fact, a weed strain. So probably here we bunk. go. Probably like 7% THC. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some outdoors booty. <laughs> now, if I were offering you, gentlemen, some fuzzballs, would I be offering you a shit coin or a weed strain? So my Chamber? instinct is a hundred percent saying strain. Fuzzballs. Fuzzballs. Shit coin. Shit coin. But that might shit be counterintuitive. I'm gonna go shit coin. Shit coin. Both yeah? of you are saying shit coin. Yeah. It is, in fact, a shitcoin. 
fuzzballs, fuzz the shitcoin. Here what it is. What does it uh, do? Why? Want a great gift for your next party? Buy some fuzzballs. This coin is intended for gifting and parties. Or you can buy knickknacks from the fuzz shop, like keychains and bottle openers. That's Have a better amazing. idea for what to do with fuzzballs? Let the creators own, know. <laughs> if I ever create my own strain, I'm definitely calling it fuzzballs. Fuzzballs right. is my next crypto tattoo. I'm getting it on my balls now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually, I mean, the logo is literally what you would think. It's like these fuzzy fuzz balls. balls with like <laughs> faces on them. All right. Uh, all right. So question number four here. If I were offering you some happy creator, would I be offering you a shit coin or a weed strain chamber? Shit coin. Shit coin. Strain. Whoa. Strain. Happy maker? Happy creator. Happy creator. Happy creator. Happy maker. Chamber, what was your official answer shit here? Shitcoin. I think it's it's I think it's a strain, dude. I feel like I've seen that before. Uh, we need final answers from Final ben. answer for me, yeah. It's a strain. I feel like I've seen this before. It is indeed a shitcoin nice. chamber with <laughs> <laughs> takes the lead on question four. So we have Chamber with three points, Ken with two points. Uh, we have five left here. Um, if I were offering you some nebula, would I be offering you a shitcoin or a weed strain? Weed strain. Yeah, I think that's a uh, indica. That's a strain. Yep. You are both correct. I was hoping you I know, might not, you're confuse not it with Nebulus, nope. uh, so I tried to get you there. <laughs> you were both too smart for me. Um, we are going on to, uh, if I were offering you some Platinum GC, GSC, would I be offering you a shitcoin or a weed strain? Platinum GSC. GSC. Oh, that's a strain. <laughs> I'm going strain. <laughs> oh, God damn it, my confidence. Dude. You, you could have made it GSC, up there. As you said, GSC, I'm like, yeah, it's Girl Scout cookies. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, didn't even put, I didn't even think Girl Scout cookies. I was trying to figure out the... You guys, damn it, Ken, you could have made up your deficit there. <laughs> well, yes, I know the community point. is going to give me that point and yeah. not you know him, what? so I'll be the victor in the community's hearts. <laughs> Chamber, were you were you going to say strain? I can I can't honestly say I was going to go one way or another, but the the conviction that Ken had made me go that way. <laughs> it was Obvious. an epiphany. We'll, we'll give it to Ken. I think I, think I will <laughs> So you're gracious. not getting the point there? I will not take that point. All right. So then we're tied here. We are tied with four to four. I should have got girls. I should have got Girl Scouts cookie. Girl Scout cookies on my. That's own. a humble fighter right there. Like you know what I mean? It's like let me put my belt back on if my pants fall yeah. in a boxing match or we, something. Like. We battle so with now, honor. That's the battle that's the difference. If we were if we were talking alcohol, we'd be fighting each other. Mm. The weed strains keep us calm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If I were offering you some flavor, would I be offering you a shit coin or a weed strain chamber? I'm going shit coin. I'm going shitcoin with um shitcoin. That is correct. It is actually flavor coin. I obviously left the end That's off. Probably a good idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I. If I were offering you flavor coin, <laughs> would you smoke it? Yes. Um, all right. Two more here. All right. If I were offering you sage, would I be offering you shitcoin or strain? Shitcoin. That's an herb. Like. Yeah, I'm gonna go shitcoin. I wouldn't smoke anything called sage, so it has to be a shit coin. I think I, I think I know it's a shit coin. It is a strain. <laughs> it is a strain. Fuck. Yes. Who would smoke Not that? Not me. It is a strain. So that's such going, an unsellable name. Going into the final is it question tied, by here. The way? It is tied. Going into the final question, so you both have five. I'm gonna give. Answers I'm gonna give the pick to Ken. By the way, for, I'm gonna I'm gonna let him choose first. You're going to let him choose And I'll go first. opposite. <laughs> okay. I don't quite know how to pronounce this, so we're going to try it here. If I were offering you some Cthulhu, C-T-H-U-L-U. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah, let's say it's a... Am I offering you, Ken, a strain or a shitcoin? Cthulhu. You know what it is, right? It's from the book. Uh, it's from the. Uh, yes, it's a uh, oh, like. Who's the author? I can't think of the author now. 
So you're, you're correct, books. though. Yeah. What are they like? Movies on paper? <laughs> yeah, it's like movies on paper. <laughs> Hashtag movies on. I paper really don't know which also. way to go. Like, yeah. Ken, Ken All right, Ken. Ken, you get the first pick. I I I want to say strain because it sounds cool as shit. Like if that's a shit coin, I'm buying some right now. We're pumping that today. We're pumping it. <laughs> if that's a shit coin, we're pumping it today. Uh, but I'm going with strain because I I want to smoke it too. Yeah, I got. I, right. I I'm going so shit coin. Ken is locked in with strain. Uh, Chamber, you're going shit, shit coin. coin. Yep. And the they we have a winner. Obviously, you went separate. <laughs> you you went separately. The winner is Chamber. It is in fact a shit coin. Whoa! So, well, we're all winners. We're gonna pump right. it before this podcast airs. <laughs> we're right. all gonna buy jillions of yep, it, and then the listeners you. are gonna buy it, and we're gonna dump it. We're gonna be rich. Fill we're your all winners. Tulu bags now. Yeah, that's HP Lovecraft. That's what I can think of. Oh my goodness! So, uh, did I do a good job finding? Uh, I think that's very good. Very. Good. I thought that was about as good as I could do to find shit coins that sounded like weed sh- and strains <laughs> that and strains that I never heard of before. That Great. I got you. Yeah, that I caught you a little off guard on. That was yep. awesome. All right, cool. Yeah, so I thought it was cool. a really good sneaky thing with the GSC there too. Like yeah. That- <laughs> all right so that's gonna do it for our game strain or shitcoin that's gonna do it for our segments ken we just want to give you an opportunity to talk about anything you are working on your own podcast anything like that where can people find you the floor is yours i'm on the internet so uh <laughs> if, you ha- if you have that um you could use it i'm on it uh ken with two n's Bozak. There's no L. It's not Balsack. It's Bozak. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to give a quick shout out to Monarch Token and Robert Beatles and uh, what they're doing over there with that. I think it's really awesome. Checking out, seeing like what they're partnering up with things like Celsius Network so you can use your wallet to make some interest holding your Bitcoin there. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, guys, just get out there and use your Bitcoin. Use your crypto. Stop poking it with a stick and telling it to do something and do something <laughs> with it. You know, go out and buy a flight to wherever you're going if you're flying anywhere use cheap air if you're buying something on amazon go hang out on cheap uh purse.io and save 30 percent. just use your crypto for something um you know bit refill order a domino's pizza or uber eats with dash save 10 percent. just none of those people pay me i'm just telling you guys to just go out there and use the things that are being built that for this economy uh before they're underappreciated and it's too late uh get out there and start using your crypto today that's uh, awesome advice. I think if we aren't using it, what's the point? Um, Chamber, what are you going to go use it on? Uh, well, porn. I'm going to buy a lot yeah. of porn. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, I'm, I'm actually going to give some of mine away. Oh, that's right. And we're going to do that right now? We're going to do that right now. Okay, so walk walk the people through. I'm keeping okay. my clothes on, Chamber. I don't I don't care how much crypto you have. There's always a number. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It's it's around one. So exactly, it's one Bitcoin or just one. <laughs> it's not a big number at all. <laughs> so um, over the course of the weekend, I made a tweet out. If anybody wanted to uh, hook me up with some birthday uh, Bitcoin, um, and I the would. People s- did. People did. People did. So thanks. Shout out to anybody. Nobody really reached out uh, to tell me they did. A few, maybe a couple. But, I did. Uh, the, the, yeah, no, you did. Uh, <laughs> but the, I would say the, the bulk was anonymous. So thank you to any well-wishers out there. Um, so, But I said I would split whatever I got. So we ended up getting um, point zero two So I think we talked about like it was better the other day. It was like a hundred. It, 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 it was like a hundred and thirty, hundred forty bucks the other day. That's about like like a hundred bucks. But uh, either way, you're giving away now, giving, right on here on air. You're gonna give away point oh oh one two ish. I'm I'm giving away point oh one two 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 Bitcoin. Okay. Um, and the lucky winner is I'm using uh, uh, T wrench or t, yeah T trench. Yeah, t-wrench. that's what we use for all of our yeah and, giveaways. The, the winner, winner is, is Ken Kibozak. Oh my weird. god! Oh my <laughs> no. god! The winner, <laughs> that's such a coincidence. Perfect. We got a great winner here at Invest Noir. Uh, oh yeah, he's dope. Good, good buddy of ours. <laughs> I've actually, um, I met, you know, I interacted with this guy the first time. I think it was on Invest Feed. I think he works for Invest Feed. 
something like that. I'm not sure about that. But uh, I think um, that's where I first met him on that platform, and then I think we're we're f- we're Twitter buddies too now. So he's a big cigar guy, I believe. I think yes, he's like a that cigar is true. So true. Uh, I like at, cigars. Yeah. This mm-hmm. this guy this guy you gotta get to know this guy because he knows his cigars. Uh, I yes, roll my does. own. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So at Investwar, um, we'll uh, we'll message you on. This is gonna come out on Tuesday. We'll message you. Just uh, send me your uh, BTC address, and I'll forward that right over to you. Wow, you're just such a. F- 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 Are you doing this through the? Full I'm a full on rapist. <laughs> Are you going to do this through Lightning Man? Are you going to open a Lightning channel with them and send it? Or are you just going to no, do it gonna, old no. school? Old school, All right, man. So here's my question. Are you on the Legacy or are you on? Are you using a SegWit wallet? I'm using Legacy. Same, bro. Same. Yeah. So uh, tell us about – tell us real quick before we leave. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lightning Network and all that kind of stuff? Ooh, Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, he doesn't want to know what I think. Yeah, the (laughs) guest. I don't care what Chamber (laughs) thinks about Lightning Network. I do. Chamber just opened a uh, Chamber opened a tip and me thing the other day, and that's that's all I got. Apparently, has to do with Lightning knowledge. Did you hear? Did you hear? They just exit scanned with three dollars and forty five cents. Yeah, everybody's money and ran. That's everybody's Lightning. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, I think the Lightning Network has a lot of potential. It's also something that we have to start building as a community now before it could be uh, uh, encompassed by the legacy system. You know, I try to let people know, like, if we want to start sending massive amount of crypto, we're going to need channels that hold it. And those that do will probably be like, you know, Doce Bank or fucking something crazy. You know, the Federal Reserve is going to have a giant lightning channel. And Coinbase just bought the uh, comparison to Chainalysis, which is incorporated in Binance. So these lightning channels are just going to be more ways to be harassed, I think, financially. So we have to start opening our channels now with each other. So when the, the time comes, we don't have to go to Wells Fargo and open a quote unquote lightning bank account to use their channel to move massive amounts of money. If you want to buy a house with Bitcoin, you're going to have to find somebody with a lightning channel that has enough Bitcoin to handle the transaction off chain. And um, I think we just, well, I love what Tip and Me is doing. I think it's an awesome way. And I love that the torch is being passed. And most recently, Wiz, uh, Wizard, or Wiz uh, um, on Twitter passed it to Fidelity. Uh, you know, it was crazy to see that, you know, this they are getting involved now, but I don't know if uh, I want the institutions involved just yet. We should get more involved before we start welcoming the legacy system in. So, so I think it's awesome. I think everybody should open Lightning Channels with each other and play around with it and have fun. Chamber, let's open some lightning channels. I will. I, I got a cool. <laughs> somebody sent somebody sent me a guide uh, today to do it. And yes, I, I saw that. Looked at it yet? So uh, I'm definitely gonna do it. But uh, awesome, man. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. That was a lot of fun. We really appreciate it. We would obviously love to have you on anytime. Um, Chamber, any other parting words? Um, don't get wrecked, and that's financial advice. that's it until next time don't get wrecked and that is financial advice Have a day.